What happens when a fire captain takes up baking as a hobby? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Voices of Chandler, the podcast. I'm your host, Melina Suniga, and today's episode is a little bit different in the sense that I'm just having a conversation with Tom Fouché, a fire captain within the Chandler Fire Department, because he had a really unique experience where he took a hobby and turned it into something really amazing. Hi, my name is Tom Fouché. I work for the city of Chandler. I've been on the fire department 23 years, uh, and I'm a captain. You were on a baking competition on the Magnolia Network, the Silos Baking Competition, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you competed for a chance to win $100,000. Right. But so let's rewind. Let's take it back. I mean, you're a fire captain. How, first and foremost, like, how did you get into baking? Well, first, thank you for having me. Of course. This is this is an awesome experience, um, and I love opportunities like this. Um, yes, uh, it's a long story. I'll try to give you a, a shortened down version of it. Um, so, yes, fire captain. Uh, I've been with the City of Chandler Fire Department since 2000. So, a couple years ago, it you know it wasn't a pandemic thing. I think it just kind of timed with the pandemic. Um, you know, we were fairly busy during the pandemic, so it wasn't like I had a lot of home time anyways. Um, but I think a lot of it came, I approached this age where my kids were growing up. They started driving. They started having lives of their own. So my wife and I went from managing their day, driving them around, all these lessons, to as it started gradually kind of weaning off, we found more more and more time. And I started realizing I had, a, I had a lot of time on my hands. A lot of our major projects around the house were done. You know, my career's in a good spot. Everything's kind of running smooth. Um, and I had this feeling, I'm like, I wanted to learn something new. So, you know, I started kind of cooking around the house because, you know, like I said, our, my, my girls that started living their own lives, they would be gone all day. So I'm like, well, maybe if I start cooking, we do home dinners, it'll bring us all back together, at least for meal times. And then where we live in Queen Creek, uh, there's not a lot of bakeries. So Sweets have always been my Achilles heel, I'll admit it. So I think a lot of people can empathize with that. Yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'd be driving around, especially those late night times. Like, Man, I wish we had, you know, something, so, sweet. something sweet, right? And it, we wanted something just, you know, something a little more unique, not necessarily off the shelf. So I had those two things kind of kind of clash together at one time. And I kind of, I was looking, well, maybe if I can take a class or something like that or and with my schedule, I, I knew a traditional culinary school was not in question. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say their name or give a shout out. There's a there's a school called the Mix. It's in South Chandler, and they offer just one course classes, like like one thing you can learn to cook one thing that night, couple hours. So you, there's not a, a high level of commitment, and you learn to cook that one thing, and you get to bring it home. And it's cool because you don't have to clean anything up. You know, it's it's a perfect thing. So my wife really loves macarons and they offer that's one of their most popular classes. So I'm like, oh, I'll sign up for this macaron class. Took the class, had a lot of fun. And uh, I started just doing macarons, you know, just kind of and they're very temperamental. So I don't do them a lot. But it kind of that kind of what got it rolling the next month. So this is October, October two years ago. I took my wife. I'm like, hey, let's go there. Let's take a, a royal icing, the sugar cookie class. 
So we took that class, and my wife was, she liked it, but I was like, I was really into it. I, I have an artistic side from a long time ago when I was younger that I haven't really visited in a long time. So I, I felt, I'm like, this is, this is really fun. It's a nice little hobby. So November, I made desserts and cookies because I worked Thanksgiving at the station. So I started posting these pics on Instagram, Christmas at the station, right? More cookies, more desserts. February came around, and I made cookies for Valentine's Day, cookies for my girls. So I'm like, I'm posting all this stuff. And then finally around March, someone from my gym approached me. She's like, hey, I want you to make some cookies for my kid's birthday. At first, I I didn't want to do it because mm-hmm. once there's money involved, it, it really kind of changes things. It adds a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. And I didn't want to, like, you know, put that on myself because it was, it was a hobby and I was getting like kind of it was like therapy to me. But uh, within the next couple of weeks, I had five or six people ask me to make cookies because that seemed like kind of like what I was doing a lot and I had turned them all down I had this fear of like I didn't want you know the pressure so funny funny thing I I told my wife I'm like hey I've had six people ask me for cookies in the last couple weeks and we talked about it and I kind of felt okay it's kind of a sign things happen for a reason so I'm like okay let's do this you have to be I told my wife you have to be on it too because if we're gonna do this we're gonna do this together it's not gonna be a me thing I go why don't we just say yes for the next whatever time frame well, within like the next two to three weeks, so this was March, we were, we got booked till June. Oh my God. So we God. had some, yeah, so I had, okay, pump the brakes. So March, April, May, June, all I did was make cookies. So for those four months, I made a lot of cookies. And then uh, obviously we take pictures and posts, add them on my Instagram. July, I was approached through my Instagram by a casting agent. They wanted me to apply for The Great American Baker. So I explained to them, like, okay. I, re- I replied back. I, you know, I kind of told them, hey, I've only been baking for, like, six months at the time. I appreciate the offer. And they're like, ah, like, just apply. I'm like, uh, I've seen a show, you know, because it's very similar to The, the British Baker. Mm-hmm. But that's on Netflix. And I'm like, it's a very difficult show because there's different topics every week. Long story short, I actually made it to the middle of the, I would say, probably the first round. And uh, there was an interview where they asked you your baking knowledge. Obviously, that was my exit because I didn't have a whole lot of technical knowledge of baking. The very next month, July, that casting agency contacted me again. Different agent, his name's Zach. He goes, hey, I have two shows to pitch to you. One's um, Silo's Baking Competition. Same thing. I'm like, hey, I've only been baking for a short time. And Zach replies, like, I've seen your stuff on Instagram. Don't sell yourself short. Just apply. I applied and... As the process kept going, I, would, I was driving my girls to school. I'm like, man, I'm like, we're down to the, I have another callback, you know. You get that initial callback, you submit a video, then you get another callback, you submit another video. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting down the line here. Then I get another callback, and I'm like, we're going to do a Zoom. So over the next month and a half, I'm like, this might, I got a chance of this happening. Right. So early September, I found out I, found out I was casted for the show. And that's when, that's when it got real. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, well, this is happening. So, and that's, that's how I got on the Silo's Baking Competition. What was that feeling like? Like knowing also you've only been doing this for six months and having people reach out to you to go on these shows? Well, it's very humbling. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to, you know, have something where, you know, people think you're good enough to, you know, at least apply. And I got to an age where, and they ask a question, why are we, why are you applying? And I'm like, okay, well, why am I applying? And I'm like, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, well, 
why not apply? Right. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm at the age. I'm like, what is there to lose? I'm like, I've worked my whole life. Let's just try to do something fun. And that's what I did. And turned out I got casted. It felt amazing because, I mean, it wasn't just a cooking show. I mean, it was a baking competition, but I'll admit it here. I'm I'm a Joanna Gaines fan, right? Uh, I saw the pilot of the show before they even asked me to apply that casting agency. And I knew the other judges were Zoe Francois and Andrew Zimmern, which I'm fans of, too. If, if, if you're in, if you like food, you know what I mean, um, and desserts, I mean, you watch a lot of shows. So I, I was fans of all the judges. Mm-hmm. So it felt very, like, natural for me to apply. I'm like, okay, if I get on, I'm going to meet these people who are, like, kind of impacted my life. Because I watched Zoe's show, and that's how I learned to bake. One of the first things I made, first things I baked was actually from uh, Joanna's Magnolia Table. So, so it was, wow. Yeah, so it's, it was kind of, like, very, it was, it was really weird. That's, like, the full circle moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it was very, it was very cool. So I know you said, you mentioned like you started because you wanted to do something with your wife. You've always really liked cooking and baking. Mm -hmm. You were like, let's do this class together. What was that process like when you finally were on the show? Like, because I know it was just you by yourself, correct? Mm -hmm. So what was that process like? Like with your wife, you said, let's start this together. Yeah. Like what was that relationship like? And also what was it like when you were actually like on the show? She she helps me a lot. Basically, she's my supporter in anything I do. So when we took the the sugar cookie class, it takes a lot of time and patience to do the the royal icing and a decoration. So she wasn't a huge fan of that, but you know she she learned to help me uh, over time, and she's actually really really good at it too. Not having her on a show, I mean, it was it was hard because the the first episode I was on, she wasn't out there. I kind of didn't want her out there because I was like, okay, if I fall flat on my face, I'd rather I'd rather do it, right? You know, you know by myself. But yeah, it was you know not having her in there was it's a little difficult. But she was there to support me. I had three weeks to prepare. We submit recipes, and that's why I think this show was good for me as a new baker, because it wasn't a okay, this is what we want you to bake, okay, and then everybody bakes it. It was you submitted your own recipes. So at that time, I was such a new baker. I only had a few recipes. Right. So, and I only baked them a few times. So, in that time, I baked what my recipes like twice a day, every day off. So, my wife is going to the store. We bought so many blueberries. It was it was crazy. I mean, we had blueberries out the door. So, and then I would always come in after my 4 days off to the station with just boxes of literally the same cupcake for, oh, for the I guys bet and you girls. Oh, your team to eat. Yeah. loved you. Yeah, they did. They liked it for a while. They <laughs> They, they didn't know at first why I was doing it, right? And then eventually, I had, you know, people found out I was casting on a show. But meeting Joanna, she is so cool. And, you are, you know, always wonder how authentic are they? And she's completely authentic. Just like she is on TV, she's like that in-person offset, obviously, to her cast, to everything. So, so nice. I thought I'd be nervous talking to her. Actually, she's, she's, a, she's very calming to be around. I don't know if it's just the energy that she puts off. Right. Um. But yeah, it was super nice meeting her. Okay, so walk me through the entirety of the competition from day one to the last day. Okay, day one. Let me let me explain the, how the competition's set up because okay. it's not like a survivor elimination. So there's 25 home bakers. Um, there's five home bakers per episode. Okay. The winner of each episode bakes in the finale versus the other winners. Mm-hmm. So there's six episodes. Basically, day one, we fly out. We fly out to Waco because it's in uh, silos. 
where Magnolia is, and we meet our producer, and they're basically our handler for the whole time. Uh, mine was named Vanessa, super cool, completely love her. She's such a cool chick. Um, I'm very glad I got paired up with her. We're very similar. And she just basically explains, you know, the whole process. The next day, we got to go to Magnolia and see the stage. So they go through our kitchen because everybody's recipe was different. They kind of show us where all our ingredients are, all our equipment, because we had to list everything we needed. So we have to look, see where everything's at, do our walkthrough. We get to meet the, the other contestants. So that night, we pretty much had our afternoon free to do whatever we wanted. And then the next day was a bake day. I just have to ask, mm -hmm. when you sat down like in those dinners with the other contestants, mm -hmm. were you probably like the newest baker, like the baker that's been baking I guess most recently for the less amount of time or was it kind of like similar like newer bakers a mix of like more experienced bakers i think that so there was a diverse like skill range and mm -hmm. experience range i was definitely the rookie of, yeah of everybody on the show um because at that time so when i applied i'd only been baking for seven eight months by the time i was on the show because i was late september october i think i was just over a year so I was definitely the rookie and you know some of those bakers they've been baking 20 30 years you know as, as home bakers or some people worked in the industry you know in the, in the catering industry so it was a little intimidating but what i know i know what i can do so that's <laughs> and i the things that i was prepared to bake i i did a bunch so i kind of felt like i don't think people were overlooking me but I kind of felt like I was probably the dark horse, you know. I don't know if people or other contestants maybe thought I had had the skill that I had. But I always knew the difference between me and the other contestants was just experience. I definitely know what tastes good and what doesn't taste good. <laughs> so I have a lifetime experience in that. So, um, yeah, so that was it. But everybody was, everybody was nice. The other contestants were completely nice. We actually met on a plane. The person in front of me, she was talking to... I heard their conversation. I wasn't trying to overhear them, but it's on a small It's a plane, plane right? Yeah. She explained that she was going to be on a, a cooking show. And I was like, oh, excuse me. I don't mean to overhear you. I'm like, are you going to be on Silo? She's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so am I. And then a person across the, across the aisle is like, oh, yeah, me too. And then the person next to me is like, I'm going to be on a show too. So it's funny. So like four of the five contestants, we all met. Everybody was really, really nice. Um, and I think a lot of baking shows have that personality where – even though it's a competition, it's like we still support each right. other. You know, there wasn't any stepping on somebody else to to get ahead. Actually, uh, one of the other contestants, you know, helped helped me out during the competition because my buttercream was it was it's warm, so we baked outside, and it was in uh, so it was in Waco, so it was only like eighty something degrees, but the humidity matched the degrees, which for me is a very bad, right. a very bad mix because. Being a bigger guy uh, with with no hair, you just see the sweat just drip off. But yeah, my buttercream was was pretty was pretty loose after I was done with it, and then she helped me. You know, she actually made an ice bath. It was super nice for because I was running out of time. So yeah, there's a lot of support within the other bakers on the, on the show. So I love that. Yeah. Okay, so before I ask this question, you were okay. talking about the actual baking day. Mm -hmm. So y'all walked in. So bake day. I mean, it's very little sleep to begin with anyways, right? You're kind of nervous. Sleep, you're thinking about what you're going to do, and you just go over, go over. We just went over the recipe over and over and over and over again. Uh, the biggest thing for me is time because we had two hours. 
when I do this at home, I just kind of do it throughout the day. You know what I mean? There's right. no, there's no pressure. You know, no one's watching, right? I'm just in the comfort of my house, and everything is right there. When we go to the bake day, and one thing I didn't really account for because I had practiced this, I was usually done with about 20 minutes left during my practices at home. One thing I didn't account for was, you know, where I, my station was compared to where the ingredients were and where to the sink. I'd always have to walk over and back, which added a lot of time. We don't meet Joanna till like right before. We practice and then they're there and it's like, oh, you know, so it was, uh, it was really, just really, I couldn't believe I was there. Right. right? I'm like, you see somebody, especially somebody, you know, Joanna Gaines. So I'm sitting there, I'm standing behind a station. I'm trying to listen to directions, but I'm like, wow, Joanna Gaines is right there. <laughs> Literally <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> it's, it's really, it's, it's really surreal was the word I'm looking for. Right. But then, like, once it was bake time, it's go. Right. So everybody has their own producer and everybody has their own camera person. So me, I mean, I never said this there, but I'm trying not not to swear. The bake started. Once the bake goes, that's the only time where you're not interrupted. You're doing your thing for that two hours. And that's what the interesting thing is baking is you can bake the same thing ten times and you can know it by heart. And one or two of those times, it's just not going to work. Right. It's, it's so crazy. So in that episode, I baked a vanilla cupcake, a vanilla lemon cupcake with a blueberry compote. And it had a blueberry Swiss meringue buttercream on top. So it had a lot of components to it. Right. So I called it the triple play. So it's lemon, blueberry, and vanilla, right? Um, I needed something. So we had to name our desserts. I needed something kind of sports-esque, you know, because I felt that was very me. I, it kind of came close on time when you see the show and it's like the time's ticking down and we're panicking. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it's pretty close to <laughs> how it happens. So I fell a little bit behind. Normally, I, was, I would get my cupcakes in the oven right around the 40, 45 minute mark. And I don't think I got my cupcakes in the oven till about the hour mark. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I was very far behind. So it's a 20 for my those cupcakes. It's a 22 minute bake. And then you got to let them sit for like five minutes before you even take them out of the pan because they're super soft. And then once you take them out of the pan, you have to let them sit for a little bit longer because if you put the buttercream on it, it's just going to slide off. So at the hour mark, I was like 22 plus 5 plus 10. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm not going to have a lot of time. Cutting it super yeah, close. Yeah, cutting it super close. And at that point, icing was not – I was not good at piping. I'm still not good at piping. <laughs> but I was like the rookie of all rookies, like – I had no piping skills, and they actually make fun of me a little bit <laughs> on the show. It all came together, but literally, I think I brought it down to within a minute. I had this thought, like, oh, I'm going to make this. I'm going to have 20 minutes. I'm going to be able to make this gorgeous plate. You know what I mean? I had ideas. Oh, maybe I'll do, like, some sort of stencil with powdered sugar, and then the muffins will be on top with like, some sort of garnish. Yep. Nope. Three, 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 three cupcakes on a plate is what 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 they got did you obviously like you're cooking next to people and you see what they present to the judges what they put up mm -hmm. did you get to try anyone else's yes and so i took it down to the wire some of the other bakers were done fairly early so when i was putting my cupcakes in the oven i was looking around and people were like cleaning their station i was like oh my god <laughs> I'm like i'm like i'm in trouble because my station's a hot mess. Like, because I have to make the compote, which you have to cook down the blueberries. That's like, you have to do that, make that. That's got to chill. And then I got to make the buttercream 
and then I got to make the batter. You know what I mean? So mine had so many components to it. I knew I was going to be stretched for time, but I had no idea I'd be that stretched for time. Where, where I mean, some of the other recipes were a cookie. Cookies are, you know, don't take as much time. Some of them baked them multiple times, and you don't really think about it. And we're home bakers, so people, you know, you know, we might have a little more leeway as, like, if we mess up. But even, like, you, if you see shows where there's technical bakers on it, and it's like, how did it go wrong? It's like, well, it's not your oven that you're used to. So these ovens were smaller. So once you open up, let's say you heat the oven up and it hits your temperature that you need to bake at. If you keep that door open, all that heat goes out, and then it doesn't heat up fast enough. So sometimes, like, the heat would never come up, even if you turn it up. So... You had to be super conscious of your equipment as they were finishing up their recipes. So I tried all the other recipes and they're good. So I didn't think I was going to make it to the final two. Even when I tasted them, I'm like, well, okay, this was a fun experience, right? <laughs> so, but nobody got to taste mine. It was kind of a funny thing because I, mine didn't come out to the oven till late. Even the ones that I had extras, you know, I was working so late that nobody tasted mine and actually... I didn't really offer it because maybe I was a little nervous, insecure. You know what I mean? I knew it tasted good, though, because I tasted it. I did have a funny moment when things were going uh, a little sideways. So, you know, when I was worried about time, I was sweating. It's weird because you, you always have your producer, your camera person watching. And I would tuck down behind my station because that's where we had our equipment and towels. And, and I'm kneeling down and I just kind of look around and I'm like, wow, there's a live audience like 10 feet from me right because they're behind the fence and I'm, I'm looking and then I'm like Joanna Gaines is like 15 feet away from me and I see all these cameras and all these lights and all this production and I think to myself and things aren't going well I'm like okay how did I get here literally learned to bake like a year ago literally I'm like how did I get on a show right I'm like how am I here right now and then I was like okay just calm down <laughs> I'm like calm down I'm like all right just just pick up the pieces, do one thing at a time. And, and literally, I hate to say it, but I'm like, you fight fires for a living, you can handle this, right? <laughs> so you can, you, can hand, you can handle finishing your cupcakes. I literally did not think I was going to finish. I'm like, I'm not going to plate. But you did, and you were a finalist. So talk yeah. about talk about that experience of, okay, you. so you didn't think you were going to finish. Yeah. You finished, and you made it to the final. Yeah, so I, I finished... All the judges, I mean, they were, they were so nice, all three of them. They had a lot of good things. I mean, they would add a little bit of things maybe, you know, we could do a little bit better. But everybody usually had some really good reviews. Um, and I think that's just a very Joanna Gaines thing, right? That's that. I think that's why her, her this show has such a you know, such a positive uh, energy about it. They called the first finalist because out of the five, they bring the final two. So the first one was Julia, which I kind of pegged. I tasted her alpha jar. I'm like, okay, that's pretty legit. But I kind of thought Francis was going to be the other finalist. But then they called me, and I was like, if you, if you, I think they caught it on camera. But if you see my face, I'm like completely shocked. As we went off stage, right while they made the decision, when we came back on stage, I'd already kind of come to the conclusion. I'm like, hey, this is a great experience. You had fun. Good job, Tom. You know what I mean? So. I was like, just smile, have fun, just think about this is a great opportunity. But then they called my name. I was like, shut up. I'm like, no way. So I'm up there standing with Julia. And actually, Julia is from Surprise. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Julia's from Surprise. She does mainly sugar cookies too. So it was really, really interesting to have us in the final two. It was, it was really nice. She's a, she's a great person. I could not believe it. I, I was like, holy cow. I actually did it, right? <laughs> so I'm like, the underdog. The underdog did it, right? Nobody thought, like, right, this... This big guy, bald tattoos, right, who'd never think, like, I think that's what people really like is the juxtapose of, of what I look like, where I come from, and then, you know, like a lot of what I bake is actually, you know, kind of cute and dainty, right? And it's just kind of, it's kind of, kind of, kind of my thing, really. It's just, you know, and, and that's what, that's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, she called my name and I was just beside myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell me about it. Next step, the finals. So I, they actually flew me home. And the other two recipes, like, like I didn't have a huge diverse recipe book. So I had the other two recipes for me to pick from were one was actually the same recipe, but instead of blueberries, raspberries, or the other one was a muffin where I used, uh, it's a citrus from the Philippines. So my mom's from the Philippines. Uh, my wife is from the Philippines. It's called uh, calamansi. And I literally made that one time. So I submitted the recipe because I, I made it one time and I had a picture of it because we had to submit pictures too. So kind of went back and forth. I didn't want to do the raspberry thing because it's basically the same thing from, from my episode. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do the muffin. So I just, for the next three, four days, I just made that muffin like twice a day and just, just kind of streamlined it um, to the point where I was kind of happy. And then they flew me out um, and basically the same thing over again. What happened on bake day? Okay. So, so the finals judges were Joanna Andrew Zimmern, and uh, I believe her name's Rebecca. So she's in charge of their bakery uh, at Silos. So it was a little bit of a risk. Like I told you, I was doing the muffin that had calamansi in it. Um, So it's a risk doing a flavor that some of the judges may have never tasted before, right? Um, Because I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's weird. Do they like it? Are they going to like it? Not like it? Um, One thing I knew, Andrew... I've seen his episodes from Bizarre Foods and where he's gone to the Philippines. So I knew Andrew, if any of them knew what it tasted like. So I'm like, okay, I feel okay there. We show up and just literally the same thing. Um, you know, it's, you know, we actually, uh, Chip was there in the finals, but then it's just, then it's three, two, one, go. Everything was going really well, right? So I was kind of zoned in. Everything is going well with my bake. Had my muffins in the oven, and I was making, so there's a, it's a calamansi muffin with a cream cheese filling, and then with a calamansi infused, uh, like, uh, glaze. So those were baking. That's when I started making my glaze. So I'm making my glaze. Everything's going well. And then I noticed, I'm like, oh, they, they look done. I'm like, it's a little early, but the tops, the tops are done. So I take them out and I check them with a the toothpick. I'm like, okay, they seem fine. So I'm making my glaze and then I see them start to deflate. No. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a little bit, right? I'm like, maybe it's a little under. But then they start to just basically cave in. And I can see it's raw batter on the inside. During during the shoot, you're talking out loud, essentially kind of explaining what you're doing. Even my producer saw, like, something's wrong, you know. And my wife flew out. For the finals so she was telling my our cousin in the in the audience she's like something's wrong because they could see it on my face and i was like oh geez i'm like i'm in trouble what did you do so i uh panicked in my head <laughs> for, for a minute or two right because i'm like there's no saving them right there's no saving them right so i you know i i threw i threw one in the trash 
the camera person's videotaping, you know, everything. And I'm like, okay, great. Okay, well, compose yourself. So I'm like, okay, let's just put these to the side. So what happened was the ovens, the ovens are small. Mm-hmm. So it cooked the tops faster than the inside of the cupcake. So the tops were done perfect. They, I mean, they looked great. So I put those cupcakes to the sides. It's basically they're a jumbo muffin. So the trays are six. So my batter creates usually an average of nine. So I did a tray of six and three. So all the six, I did this, the tray of six first and they were all raw. So I'm like, well, can't plate those. Right. And I'm looking at the time. I'm like, okay, it's going to be close again. I'm like, here we go again. Classic foosh, right? <laughs> nothing ever goes, nothing ever goes smooth for me, right? So we just got to grind through it. Uh, it seems kind of like my mantra for life. Um, so I'm like, okay, we'll put those. So, but I taste it. Like I'm like, okay, the part that's done on top. I'm like, okay, this is good. Okay. What I did, like I did well. So I, but I have three left, and we have to have three. There's three judges, right. right? So we have to plate three. And like, like like I told you earlier, my biggest fear was to not be able to present something at the end, right? Basically, I was all in on these last three. So, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I have enough time because there's no frosting, right? I'm not going to have to ice anything. My, I had already made my glaze. It's in a piping bag sitting there ready to go. So all I'm dealing with, I just have to have these cook and cool before I have to present them. I'm like, I'm just going to put these in, watch them like a hawk. So I'm watching them, and they start doing the same thing. I'm like, they start cooking too fast on the top. I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm like, tinfoil. So (laughs) I'm like, we have tinfoil. We have tinfoil. I'm like, so I just, the simplest fix in the world, I, you know, just couldn't think of it earlier. So I I just put put some tinfoil over the top so the tops wouldn't cook as fast, right? So put some tinfoil over the top, close the oven, watch them bake, and then uh, took them out when it was time, took them out, let them cool, and then, you know, I tested them, and they were good. Luckily, the three that I had left were all good. I take them out, and I still got to let them cool because if I put the drizzle on, it's just going to run off. So I'm just fanning and fanning. It's literally the same thing. Bring it down in the final seconds. Um before you know i got the drizzle on and i'm just praying because i don't know what the inside looks like right because it has cream cheese on the inside i'm hoping that the cream cheese is solid on the inside and this didn't just didn't cook into it and it's just a you know a hole in the middle of the, of the muffin so luckily i was able to plate them there's nothing more nervous i've been in some nervous situations just being on the fire department but having like celebrity judges eat your food in front of you in front of a camera and live audience. And you know, this show is worldwide, right? So it's not just in the United States. It's world, it's on Max, it's on Discovery Plus, Magnolia's World. So, you know, you know, this is this is happening and everybody in the world can see it if they want to, right? So nothing is more nerve wracking than watching somebody eat your food. But I had a lot of great comments on it. Andrew Zimmern, such a nice guy. I'm like, I knew, I'm like, I might have a shot. I might have a shot at, at this, right? Because I knew what, what I did was good. I tasted it. It was good. Like I told you, I, I know it tastes good. And I know it doesn't. So I knew it tasted good. I knew it tasted good. So we're all done. We go off stage. We're all um, just kind of talking. Before but, before you go on, mm-hmm. what's that conversation like that you guys are having backstage? I think we're all just happy that it's done. Really, it's like there's everybody's really, I mean, we're, we're just really happy for everybody, you know. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is there wasn't any, you know, you know there's no 
animosity towards anybody else. Right. Everybody's just very supportive. We're all happy that it's done. It's like this huge relief, right? We, we just did it. Like, win, lose, or draw, we just did it. Really, I think we all, just getting to the finals, we all felt like we'd won something in you know to to some extent yeah so we're off stage and then then we're just waiting uh to get called back on right right Um, so you get called back on right we go stand behind our stations and you know that's where they actually did a a very nice thing in the finals where you know each a judge went talked to each person um you know about you know how good they did and you know joanna you know talked about me which i'm like oh that's, that's super cool she said so many good things which is which is unfortunate because in a show you don't you don't hear any of that right they say so you know so many compliments and you know it makes you feel so good um yeah so joanna uh talked about me and then it kind of just went off and and then that's when they had to pick the final two i you know i kind of figured i'm like i'm like maybe maybe not i knew there's you know just did a bread i'm like it's it's hard and i knew it tasted good i i jake jake hagan that's the other person he did a scone probably one of the best scones I ever heard. i'm not a huge scone person but it was really good um and lou's lou's uh, cookie tasted really good they called lou for one of the finalists um and then they called me i was the other finalist i was like holy moly i'm like this <laughs> this this might happen i was like who would have thought i'm just i'm like oh this is gonna be a crazy cinderella story right i'm like you know just literally learned to bake last year you know and make it on this show is just just making it onto the show is a huge accomplishment but now the final two out of you know you know all these hugely talented home bakers you know and then they go through the thing and you know they announced lou won obviously so um and she's great she ended up winning her cookie was really good i can't say anything you know, bad about it. Obviously, I, I took second, uh, but after that, just came home. It, it went back to work. It, it was it was really weird coming back to work because I'm like, you're gone for a couple weeks and you're on you're on set, right? <laughs> then everybody's like, it, it you know, you're around this whole production. Then next thing you know, it's over, and now it's like, okay, back to back to your regular life. But yeah, but it was it was such a fun experience. So. I love that. Yeah. I'm like. My yeah. cheeks are just smiling so much from hearing that experience. It's so positive. Yeah. What a great thing to have lived, right? Especially just being like kind of a new baker. Yeah. Like what what an experience. What an opportunity. Yeah, it was it was super fun. And it was it was basically it was such a huge springboard. I've always been busy with, with my work schedule orders that when people order through me, whether it's cookies or cakes or whatever, it's like I'm always I'm always like a couple months out. So and it's so humbling to, to see that because there's so many home bakers. There's so many. I mean, there's ba- like legit bakeries, right? And there's there's probably thousands of home bakers. But when people order from you or people want to order from you, right, it's it's so humbling because it's like they can literally you can get it anywhere. Right. If you if you just look and, you know, we do home pickup. So people have to drive to my house to pick it up people order from you then they drive to your house to pick it up i mean it's i mean it it makes you feel so good and it's just going to go where it's going to go i think that's probably the best thing for me because i think if i if i try too hard to like okay i want to do this with it you know what i mean i'm like i'm like let's just do what what we do and see what happens and opportunity comes up take it right now and you know we're collaborating with a with a coffee truck starting next month that's exciting it's exciting um 
everybody loves desserts. So that that's, you know, it's it's a fun thing to do. I wanted to ask what's next, but you kind of answered that just now. Okay. Is there anything that you want to mention? Any last words from the experience? The biggest thing for me, uh, you know, and I've had... I've done since I started baking. I've the only cakes I've done were my were my girls' birthday cakes. So I have two daughters and my wife. So I've done their birthday cakes, and if you look at my Instagram, you could see how it's kind of <laughs> developed. You know, but it's, but it's only in my second year. So literally, I've done six cakes to this point. But I did my daughter's birthday cake over summer, and from that, I've had a lot of people ask, say, oh, "I want you know, hey, can you do my wedding cake?" And, you know, so I'm having flashbacks from when people first started asking me because these are this is like, OK, this is the real deal. Right. A wedding cake. It's like you cannot mess around. It's got to look good and it's got to taste good. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm expanding into cakes, which is which is where I, really where I wanted to be. Right. I just don't want I just didn't want to do cookies or sugar cookies. But like I really wanted to be a diverse baker. I wanted to learn how to do everything. So, you know. Even though I'm completely scared, <laughs> frightened, I'm also in the application process for for another baking show. I can't say what, but we'll see where that goes. Who knows? I think the biggest thing, the, the morale to my whole story is your story's always being written. You work for decades for your family, right? And you provide, you provide, you provide. And then you get to the point and you do something for yourself. And it just, when you do something for yourself, you do something for yourself, and when it hits, it's just so much fun. You never know what's going to happen. Thank you so much for taking the time. I've been trying to get you down here to talk to you about this experience oh, for this at was, least over two months. Oh, at least. Fun. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming down. And best of luck in that competition that you can't say. Yeah. And we'll, with we'll, any... see, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll keep you updated <laughs> on that. Okay. So. I'm sure I'll find it's under wraps right now, but I'm sure I'll find out about yeah. it later once you can't say something about it. And good luck with the collaborations. I'd love to hear it. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, um, am I allowed to say my Instagram? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so you can always keep up with what we got going on on my Instagram. It's at BeefcakeBakerAZ. There was some light editing in between this episode as there is in all productions. But I really want to emphasize a point that Tom made. And basically it's... Do what makes you happy. Do what you want. I love his story and I love that he was able to say when you finally do something for yourself and it makes you happy, see where that takes you. I want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. This podcast is brought to you by the city of Chandler. And if you want to stay connected with us, follow us on social media or visit us at voicesofchandler.com.